Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of our podcast, Some People Call That Jesus. So today we'll be looking at a new topic, um, the topic of destiny or why we are here. You know, some of these questions that in the world, you know, you go back to the ancients and philosophers and people like that, always asking these questions or trying to find an answer for us of why are people here or what is my existence about? Or is, you know, was I, am I born for a purpose? Is it just an accident? You know, what's, what's the deal with human beings? What's going on in this world? And um, I just felt like over my life with, you know, classes that explored those ancient philosophers and people still searching today for those same answers, found myself just having more questions than answers typically. So it, I feel like it's a really important question because it's an overall umbrella question for life about why are we here? What's the purpose? Do I have value? It goes into your identity and all these other aspects if you don't understand why you were born or on this planet to begin with. So people use the term destiny like I was destined for greatness and meaning you were born to do something great or you were born to excel in some type of thing like it was set before you in advance. So we're going to search the scriptures a bit today to see is that something that's true? Is there a thing called destiny in God's plan? Does, when does he set a plan for our life or our people accidents or how does that all work out? Because these are important questions that again, from my perspective in the world, people still don't really have an answer for typically. And there's many variations, but we're going to see what God tells us on that. So to start with the topic of destiny or why you are here, we're going to be looking at some people within the Bible who had this revealed to them or experiences in their own life to help us understand what destiny is for us. So the first one is the prophet Jeremiah, a big book kind of in the middle of the Bible, but the prophet Jeremiah to his nation of Israel uh, and surrounding nations and territories as well. But it's in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 and 5 are the main key verses we're going to see here where God reveals this to him. He tells Jeremiah this, or Jeremiah, rather, he says, The word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, or I chose you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So this is really important for us, is that looking here what God's saying to Jeremiah, he said, Before you were even formed or created in your mother's womb, I knew you and I chose you for something. And God saying there, I knew you, means he was acquainted with, he was familiar with, he had, at the very least, an idea of him. And he said, before you were born, I set you apart, meaning from all the people on the earth, you were separated for a particular purpose. You kind of have this story, or we could say destiny, to fulfill that is different from other people's. And then he explains what that is. He says, I've appointed you. You've been selected for this office of a prophet to the nations. So it's very powerful what he's telling Jeremiah here, that you've had this destiny or this story determined before you were even born, Jeremiah. Before you were even developing in your mother's womb, I had this plan for you. And this is why you are here on the earth. So this is very powerful that he has this revealed to him as he gets into this ministry and service for God of knowing that this was in place before he was born. So this is powerful from the life of Jeremiah, but then we also need to ask ourselves, does this apply to us? Is this a one-time thing in the case of Jeremiah, or what's going on here? So let's see another example as well. The next example is in Psalm 139, which is a pretty famous psalm for some of the verses that are in there, talking about 
being created or God creating you fearfully and wonderfully. So it's in Psalm 139. And it's really verses that I'm looking at here, verses 13 through 16 of Psalm 139. And I'll just read the full verses here and then show you the parts that are applied for. Because the psalmist says here, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now the key verse I want you to fixate on here is that last one, verse 16 of this Psalm 139, where God is saying through, through, the, through David here that all the days of your life were written for you. It says in your book. I just picture there's this library in heaven of people's lives, and there's a book that has your name on it. And you look in that book, and there's the story that God wrote for you of what your life would play out like from the first day to the last day. And this was all written before you were born. And he says, before one of those days came to be, you had them all written down. You have a special book that has my life story in there. And God, you are leading me along according to that story. And he talks about here, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're made for a purpose. Your eyes saw my unformed body. Like he said to Jeremiah, I was acquainted with you and I knew you even before you were made, before you were born walking on the earth. I was familiar with you because your story started with me. So that's very powerful to think about, is that the intentionality that God made you with and the thoughts that he had of you before he wrote this unique story of what your life would be and before he created you in a unique way to fulfill that story. So I kind of put it down here as if your life was made for a purpose and there's a purpose for your life. So right away, these ancient questions that have never been answered from the world's perspective of why are we here, what's this meaning of life, we have this clear indication from God that you are not an accident, that you are here for a purpose, that if you were created and are here on this earth, if you were born, he had a thought of you in his mind, and that's why you came to be. No one snuck into this earth with God being unaware of it taking place. No, he made sure that you came about and that you're unique with your personality and your abilities and these things that are inherent, meaning you're born with them or you were made with them because there's a particular story that God wrote for you long ago, some ancient time long ago he wrote this for you. Um, so now looking at another example, it's in the book of Esther or the story of Esther. And just summarizing a bit, it's in the Old Testament and it's in a period of Earth's history when the Persian Empire is ruling the area that the Israelites lived in and surrounding nations as well. And there's Esther. She's a Jewish girl. And the king has this situation take place, circumstances take place, where he's looking for a new queen, a new wife, to kind of rule the Persian Empire with. And out of all these women throughout the land, long story short, Esther gets selected as his queen and as his wife. Well, how this plays into the role of destiny, it comes to a very famous verse in here. Because during her time after she becomes queen, after she's selected by the king of Persia, um, during this time, there's a man called Haman, who's kind of the right hand of the king, works closely with him. And he puts this plan in place to truly annihilate the Jewish people. I mean, fully destroy them, drag from their homes and destroy it. So he's working this plan of hatred um, 
and, and the power that he got through the government against the Jewish people. And that here's Esther. She's Jewish as well. She's just as much in danger, but she's in this unique position of influence and favor with the king. And her cousin, who essentially raised her throughout her life, she didn't have, she lost her parents early on, apparently it doesn't specify, but he works in the palace. And he tells her famously in chapter 4, verse 14 of the story of Esther, that maybe, who knows, but maybe you've been put in a royal position for such a time as this. He was saying maybe not only your story and your unique position that you got being selected by the king, which is crazy enough, but maybe you're at a particular time in Earth's history. Maybe you are the pivotal person here that will stand in the gap and and be the influence upon the king because it will take the king's intervention to stop the annihilation of the Jewish people. And he says maybe all of this has happened for this particular moment, which shows us something very powerful, not only about destiny or the purpose or the story that God wrote for you and that he planned for you, but that, that there is a timing of it that maybe... It makes me think, maybe, just maybe, this story of yours would not work in another time period. Maybe if you were placed a hundred years ago, the story that you're living out now, with the characteristics and the things that God made you with now, maybe they wouldn't work or have the same results back then as they do at this period of time. So the timing's very important. And to go with that and to add to the timing piece that we see in the story of Esther, you have it here in Ephesians in the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 1, and it's in verses 9 and 10, and it's talking about how God sent Jesus to earth for this particular purpose, to fulfill a mission to, to save mankind. And in verse 10, it says that maybe these things, or these things have taken place and were purposed in the dispensation of the fullness of the times. That's what one version says. Here in my New International Version, it says, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment. So now there's this word dispensation that it uses in some translations, and it, it can mean a specific period, a special period of time. And the fullness of the times means that there's a fulfillment of certain opportunities, of a certain mission to take place within this period of time. So Jesus' mission on earth that God sent him for was at a very particular and specific time. It was at a critical moment to fulfill these certain opportunities that God had sent him for. And we see that similar principle at work in the story of Esther. Even back in Jeremiah, he has a very long life and a very long time in his role as a prophet. But he's at this pivotal moment in his nation's history when the kingdom of Babylon is coming to take them over and to take them into exile and to take over all the territories and nations surrounding as well. So each of these people, it's shown time and again that their story is unique, but they're also at a pivotal moment. There's a certain dispensation, or you could call it like an era or a generation they were born into, that their story has the maximum effect because that's the way God designed it. So we're going to look, what's the, what's the practical takeaway of this? Hopefully you start to get a feeling or a sense that your life has purpose and that you don't just have to create it for yourself. Because just from my own perspective of the world, it's like they don't really offer you a purpose typically. There's all these motivational things in the world that are non-spiritual, that are more like you kind of have to find your passion, create your purpose, create your value, go find something you love to do. But for many people, it's like, and I've experienced this, I don't know what I'm necessarily passionate about, or I don't know what I'm called to, or I don't have that particular purpose. Some people are driven by this one mission or goal for their whole life, and 
Many people I feel like are searching and don't have that. Then the world tells you, you got to go find it if you want fulfillment, but God gives it to us right here. So just to recap, so we know what, what is being said here about destiny, it's that if you are alive and on this earth, if you were born into this earth, it means you started as a thought in God's mind. And with that thought, God wrote a story of your life, a unique story. And then he created you and your own uniqueness and individuality to fulfill that story. And then not only that, he takes you and that story and he places you at a specific moment in earth's history. He puts you in a particular generation to fulfill opportunities or to complete a mission or task that he has sent you for that is in line with his plans. I mean, if that doesn't start to give purpose to your life and some direction to your life, I don't know what will. You truly have value and a purpose. So understanding that recap and what we're learning here from the scripture and from these real life stories, what do we do next? And here's the first practical application. It's in Psalm verse 25, or sorry, Psalm 25, verse 12, chapter 25, verse 12. And here's what it says here. It says, who then is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way chosen for him. So right here, it tells us again, there's a way that is chosen for you. And it takes God instructing you in order to walk it. Because this unique story of yourself, you can't go discover it on your own and live it on your own. It takes God revealing it to you because he's the author of it. He's the creator of you. He's the author of your story. He's the one who placed it at a pivotal moment in history. He has to walk you through it. Otherwise, you won't know what you're doing. So he says here, if you fear the Lord, that means if you're constantly seeking God or approaching God with humility submission, reverence, surrender, God will instruct you in this particular story that he's written for you. So like uh, this, and I want to say this about the other podcasts and we'll talk about in future ones as well, um, in no way are these lessons comprehensive at all. I mean, number one, I want you to learn something new, or I hope you learn something new. But two, my real desire with these short lessons is just to spark a curiosity and a desire in you to go deeper that after we talk about destiny here, that you want to know more about your own. And hopefully you leave with some practical first steps on how to get there. But in no way do you walk away from this saying, oh, I know my full destiny. I know what I'm doing today and tomorrow and the rest of my life. No, just take it one step at a time. Let this spark something in you because that little bit of curiosity can take you a long ways in your search of the truth. And that's all God is looking for is just some willingness and some eagerness to find him and he'll reveal these things to you. So step one, come with reverence and surrender to God always. Go to the Bible. Go to prayer. Ask God to say, hey, God, you wrote here for me that you would instruct me in this particular story. And I need you to do that because maybe I don't know what I'm doing with my life. And that's okay. He'll reveal it to you. Another scripture to go with that for our practical takeaway is in Proverbs 16, verse 9. And in Proverbs 16, verse 9, it says, In his heart a man plans his course but the Lord determines his steps. So in our heart, we can have lots of our own desires and plans and goals for the future, but it says the Lord will come in and determine your steps. And why I love the steps part so much is that when he's instructing us, it's not just he tells us what's going to happen five or ten years down the road. God may reveal something like that to you, and that's incredible, but also he's willing and he's able, and he promises here to lead us one step at a time. Because sometimes, at least for me, I would get pretty overwhelmed getting the full story of my life in one day. But he says here, he'll determine you 
step by step in the actions that you'll take. So the instruction of the Lord when you surrender to him and when you have reverence towards him, he'll make your story known even step by step. So he might just have you focus on today and not the next few years. And sometimes that's all you can handle in the moment. But trust that he's going to lead you along in kind of the smallest increment of progress, one step at a time. And sometimes really that's all we need in order to continue. So that's your practical steps to go forward, to begin to implement it. And I just want to leave you with one final thought when you're thinking in terms of destiny and what God calls us to. And it's in the book of Ecclesiastes, and it's verse chapter thir- three, sorry, chapter three, verse eleven. Ecclesiastes three eleven. And it says, God has placed eternity in the hearts of men. And I just it's just a really cool and deep and profound sentence there within the Bible. But I just picture it like there's this peace within yourself that God places that there's a spot in there that only he can fill. And if you're living apart from God, that place is empty, it's void, it keeps you always longing and searching for something. And as you probably know, and I certainly know, you can fill that emptiness within yourself or within your heart with many things of the world over and over and over. And it might satisfy temporarily, but long-term it doesn't do anything for you because it's an eternity-sized hole. I picture a, a puzzle completed, but that piece right in the middle is missing. And God says it's an eternity-sized hole he placed in you that only eternity himself can fill because God is eternal. So I just love that, that even if you're, if you're living apart from God and you don't know anything about the Bible, you weren't born and raised in the church, you don't have this information, he still designed human beings with this peace in themselves. That if they wander, if they get lost, if they don't have any of this knowledge, that it's almost like a homing beacon that goes off. There's some emptiness or longiness in you that calls you to something greater, that calls you to a purpose, that makes humans ask the question, why are we here? Were we made for something more? You wouldn't ask that question if there wasn't that longing within your heart for something greater. And I feel God places that in us, though no matter how far you wander, there's something in us that always calls us back home. And always calls us back to himself, which we talked about in the beginning of the first couple episodes. God's voice is calling man back to himself. He's calling humanity back to himself, and he's placed a peace in you. So if you felt that longing or that desire for something greater than yourselves, know that God designed you to always bring you back home and to call you back to himself. So start to fulfill that longing by putting these steps and these practices into place to begin to unwrap your destiny and why you're really here and what your purpose is, because now you know that you have one. So thank you again for studying with me. I look forward to getting into future topics with you as well.